And welcome to Diamond Dreams Miami Up and In. Armand Alvarez here with Mike Quintana for episode 47. Not a popular number in the big leagues from what we saw. That was, that list was a letdown. Yeah. We went this from Andy Pettit to Johnny Cueto. Hey, he's a hey. decent pitcher. Decent pitcher, not bad. Not, not Andy bad. Pettit, though. Not Andy Pettit quality. And not Andy Pettit in October. No, not Definitely at all. Definitely not. Hey, we went over, the, over those numbers, man. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. Let me tell you. Regular season's borderline, but you know, we're there. We're gonna And the intro music as always, DJ ADSR, Wilbur Reyes. Killing it. Make sure you're following him on social media. I saw him a couple days ago at practice, got to shoot the shit with him a little bit and He just put out a video saying he has some some new stuff dropping. He's working it, man. He's working Love it. it. He's burning that midnight oil. You know? <laughs> He's working it, bro. Man, three three kids, a newborn, DJing. All right, so working. really quick before before we go. We have Alex Delgado here again from me. Back by popular demand. Back by popular demand and the highest viewed oh, podcast yeah. so far. Most listened to. But as we're doing the intro, I see him looking at the pull down shade here that is here in my parents. Like what's this called? Like a little dining area next to the kitchen, yeah. I guess. So when we were younger, this was the house you studied at. So my brother had a study group. It was here. My sister had a study group. It was here. So the light at night would kind of bother the bedrooms. My dad was like, oh, we put it in shade. So everybody who came here to study had to sign it. So that's, and I'll post that so people can <laughs> see it, but there's a lot of history. There's a lot of ex-girlfriends there. <laughs> I was just about to say, there. <laughs> ex-wives, <laughs> like there's ex-husbands there. Like there's, there's stuff there, you know what it's I a, mean? It's historic. It's historic, man. And you got my, you know, my, my dad's uh, signature right there in the middle of the Okintana. Which I got even, it, which I got even got see a Ronald Reagan autograph. You see, yeah, we, you know, <laughs> and, and Bill Clinton. And, and George Bush right under it. <laughs> my brother-in-law, you know, he kind of copies handwriting pretty good. So oh, nice. No, because hey, my, my dad had plenty of Ronald Reagan stuff at the house. And hey, that looks pretty legit. So that's a, that's a good one. So, you know, you got even my nieces and nephews down there signing in 2008. That's awesome. Little, when they were little kids, that's how tall they were. They were, they were writing, you know what I mean? So... There's the history to that, bro. That's awesome, that's man. Pretty cool, right? That's pretty that's cool, right? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, you know? I thought it was just the people that had come in to do the No, man. Listen, we got, look, like, for example, there's a girl there, that Carolyn Benave, that was a tennis player at FIU that I dated for a little bit. Nice. You know? So it's like, there's so much history there. You know that's what I mean? Awesome. There's so much history there that every time I, I look at that, it's like, wow. You know? Some people might not want you to post that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty oh, cool. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. Cool, man. Pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. No, and like like Mike mentioned, we have Alex Degallo here from Miami Youth Baseball Association, President Kamish. You name it. Thanks for joining us again, Coach. Coach, <laughs> Coach. everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> How you guys doing? How's the summer been? Doing good. Doing good, man. And uh, hot ass summer. A lot of oh, rain man. too. What's going up with the, What's up with the weather? Oh, man, it's uh, yesterday. I saw the heat index was like at one. 18 or something ridiculous like something stupid every time my phone goes off with it with a weather thing it's usually rain lately it's been heat like heated yeah. bicycle man. but it's hot man it's steaming but really quick it's always brought to you by diamond dreams miami academy ready to go ready to go with the man here we're ready we got nine teams rostered uh registered in the maiba can't wait and it looks like we're gonna have our little t-ball division there three four-year-olds at dd and uh registration is almost over Paying our dues and getting ready to go. 
And when he says he's ready, he really is ready. <laughs> ready. <laughs> he's ready to roll. If I can have 100 Mike Quintanas in, in my league, it would be so we, much easier. We'd be in good shape. Yep. <laughs> in really, really good shape. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm, with Anderson starting 6U, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Really looking forward to, to playing Miba. Looking forward to playing back at Grapeland. Well, not me playing. See, my son play where, where I played one, once upon a time at, at Pacual. Full circle for you. So Full circle, man. So now you're going to be coaching, right? You're going to be in the mix. Yes, we got you on the list. Get you your ID. Oh, yeah. You got to get that photo yep. ID. Yeah, you got to get the man. photo ID. A little yeah, selfie. Yeah. Huh? Now the memories waiting, are going to come back. Memories are going to come back. <laughs> memories are going to come back yep. big time. You're going to have a good time. I made a crazy connection the other day. One of the teachers at my, at my son's school, saw something like on Facebook, her mom posted something and her mom's maiden name is Golinach. So I looked it up, and it's Colinache's daughter. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, so the teacher is Colinache's uh, granddaughter. That same brand? Crazy, yeah. Wow, that's, that's, that's awesome. Baseball connects, crazy. man. Baseball connects. Sometimes yep. good, sometimes bad, but it connects. Yep. Definitely does, you know? Also, something else that connects is real estate. Everybody wants to talk real estate. If you want to buy, sell, just talk. Shoot the shit, you know? Get some advice. Contact me. He's I did a... I did TV production for 16 years, and this week I went back and, and did a production for FIBA, the, the Basketball Association, you know, like of the Americas. And um, we did the production at Telemundo, which was my, my old stomping ground. So to everybody that was there, said, what's up? Great seeing all of you. I was very well received. It was like riding a bike. I hadn't done a TV production in, in like two and a half years. And it was like if I never left, it was... It was nice. That's what happens Easy when you have to five, the point. When you have five Emmys. <laughs> when you have five Emmys, uh, it's like riding a bike a Monday. It, it was nice. But man. that's cool that they called you back to do something. That means they yeah. like you. No, and they, you know? they call me from time to time. Sometimes I... Look, the beauty of it is that I do it on a freelance basis now. If I can't, I can't. If I, if I could, I... I couldn't, as long as it doesn't interfere with, with real estate right, and with my son's baseball. The reason that you've been able to go back and do that is because things we've talked about in the last couple of podcasts, a lot about, about planting seeds. Yep. You planted seeds man. a long time ago with these people. You did great work. And hey, years later, you got a refresher. You got to make some money. You got to go back three days. Look, I did. You look like um, a pro. Oh, you look like a pro in that picture <laughs> you posted, buddy. With the, with the headsets and everything. No, I did, um, I did a video recently, real estate. And it was probably one of my better received ones, you know, because, you know, you usually go on and, oh, yeah, you know, interest rates. Uh, I, I talked about relationships. Look, you know, it's uh, it's what I do. I like building relationships. Even if you're on the other side, we're not competing. We're trying to close the same deal. You're trying to earn your money. I'm trying to earn my money. You're representing your client. I'm representing my client. Hey, let's meet in the middle. Let's let's make it happen. Because a lot of agents is like, it's like a war, you know, and they go in it with, animosity like ah oh, you know i don't want to meet other agents why what do you mean why building relationships yeah. i go to a listing and i see a friendly name on the other side Coño. send it to my client call him and i'm like hey listen i may have a buyer for you can i take them tomorrow sure and if all things are equal guess who they're going to work with are they going to work with the pain in the ass realtor who's, who's a dick on the phone no. no of course not do they want to work with somebody that's like Coño, i really like working with you of be, course. Be nice. Be nice. Of course. And, and I'm sure, I mean, you guys could, could talk about it, but on the, in the coaching world, it's the same thing. I mean, there's, there's coaches on the other side that you get to the field and you're like, Coño, bro, awesome, bro. We're going to have a nice time today. And sometimes it's like, shit. 
<laughs> or an umpire or something. You know, it's all about building relationships, how you approach it. And I'm not talking about there's no competition. Competition is one thing. Being a jerk about it is a completely other thing. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Compromise. Exactly. A little bit of compromising, man. And be nice. Goes a long way. And be nice, you know? And, you know, in relationships, you know, you haven't gone there in more than two years and I show up and, oh, your mandito, you know, como esta? You know, and vamos a tomar un café, let's let's talk. You know, everybody wants, and, and, and for business is great because, you know, real estate is a hot topic. Everybody wants to talk about yeah, it. Especially here. So... You know, that's what I was doing the last three days. TV, go. talking real estate. Hey, he's your guy. Never let you down. Amandito. Yes, he's sir. Your guy. Get to him. But the guy also is Alex Egalo, who's here. It was seriously the most listened to podcast we've had. I had parents from all the other academies like, hey, I listened to the podcast. It was great. Um, it was very good. Hey, and we're getting ready to start right back up in the fall. Starting up in a couple of weeks. Got the coaches meeting tonight. You know, looking forward to it. I feel a little bit refreshed, you know? I'm ready to go. I, I think when last time he was on, we were maybe like in the middle of the season yeah. of the last one. And, you know, I know the last season ended great. You know, the championships, the playoffs were great. The All-Star games were, were really good and fun. The kids always like those. And then two weeks later, you get the text, get ready for fall ball, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I, I've actually I mean? come across some kids that, that were in the All-Star game. And yeah. I always ask them because the All-Star game is, is very stressful. Very, very stressful for me, the coaches, et cetera. And, um, and I always ask the little guys, you know, the 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, you know, did you like it? And, and everyone says, I loved it. They I love it. Great time. So and you I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. No, and you give them nice hardware. The kids always like that. You know, they like to always leave with something, especially when they've earned something. So, so well, that what was it uh, 2023 wrapped up nice because now we're in 2024 no i mean it's still well, we, fall right. 2023 but we're kind of in the right we use the, the age cut off of may yeah. 1st 2024 there so. you go may 1st is a good day my no. birthday yeah yes, sir. so you the were cutoff. so he would be on what side of the cutoff <laughs> he would be on the right side of the cutoff. Cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be the oldest in the division every time yep my, my my older son was supposed to be born may 2nd and my wife had a little complication and I, in the middle of all of this i actually asked the doctor is it Really not necessary for him to come out now, April 14th? Like we can't hold this off a couple more weeks. Should always be the youngest in the division. Yes. Never yes. play his age, only for like 15 days. So, yep, that's true. Know, it's, wild. it's wild. No, and like Mike was saying, you know, we, we talked to you last time, you know, kind of mid-season, and, you know, we just scratched the surface with everything we, we were talking about. Uh, but now, you know, I'm going to be involved, like I said, you know, my son's going to play 6U Public League with, with MEBA. Um, you know, I'm seeing all the preps that, that Mike is doing, you know, you, you said, Hey, you know, if I had a lot more Mike Quintana's, it would be much easier. I, I'm seeing the paperwork here, Mike sending the emails and the, and the notifications constantly. What goes in, into all this? Because, you know, it's not, you just show up and like, Oh, they won't get equal. You know, let's just play. What goes into registering a team and, and you on your end, getting, getting this whole thing together, putting it together. Well, it starts off with tonight. Um, obviously, it's more difficult for Mike because he's got multiple teams. Um, but, you know, when, if you have a single team, you have a single travel team, uh, essentially the number one thing that I need from people is their, their block-off calendar days. That's, that's the number one thing because that's how we do the schedule, right? You know, we're not, we don't just do it on a week-to-week -week basis, et cetera, et cetera. There's a couple of modifications that we're going to make for this season because um, one of the biggest complaints I get is – that parents feel as if I'm 
holding them captive because, you know, we like to split the divisions up and, and, and only play one round and then based off a record, you know, do the second half of the season. So, you know, I've been speaking with my old man and, and I think we're going to do a little bit of a modification in regards to that. Still split up the divisions, you know, but kind of leave it for, for the playoffs. Not in every single division, but in some of the divisions, you know, depending on how many teams we have. So that way you kind of get your whole schedule, you know, people nowadays want to be able to plan their things out right. and, 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 and it's good. I think, I think it's going to work a little bit better this season like that, you know? And Mike, what, go, what goes in on your end into, <laughs> into registering all the teams the, and getting all the The biggest done? thing for me, doing the evaluations, doing the rosters, that's easy. That's kind of easy. The biggest thing is the commitments. Making sure that the people that you placed on that roster that you're going to submit are going to be there, are going to be paid, that they're not going to back out. Because, bro, once you register a team with 10 kids and a kid leaves or two kids leave, and you're kind of stuck. You're kind of put in a tough situation. So for me, the biggest thing is a commitment. So I do a lot of talking with the parents. I do a lot of communicating in the bands, like making sure people are RSVPing. Um, and then other than that, Amanda, the rest is kind of gravy, you know, like doing the paperwork. Yeah, it takes time, but, you know, I enjoy it. I sit down. I get to learn how to correctly spell all the kids' names, first and last <laughs> names. I get to learn their dates of birth and stuff like that. Um, you know, you know, doing the uniforms is easy, making sure you have everything in stock. But the biggest thing is is the commitments. You know, once I get that, then then everything else is good to go. That's awesome. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many coaches don't know their, the kids' names. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, cra it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. but some kids don't know the coaches. I mean, the, some coaches don't know the kids' names, which is crazy to me. But listen, and I want to go back to and 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 perspective what you're saying about the calendar, about the thing. Parents, people gotta have a little more patience, man. I thought you guys always did a great job. I thought they gave you a month, right? You guys gave about a month at the beginning, and then they gave you a little more, and then. You know, depending how the teams were, this one's good. They split, and then they they accommodated you to play teams that are more on your level. You know what I mean? Like, if you tell me that we're not giving a schedule because we're just not giving a schedule, okay, then I'm going to say, Coño, that's off. But there's a reason why they can't give you that second-half schedule yet, especially as we get closer towards the end. They're trying to competitively balance the league. Correct. That is... I don't want that to get stained. Like, I don't want them to change no, that. Sounds, you know what I mean? Sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty standard to me, like pretty basic, you know, but just people don't understand it, man. And, I, and, and I've been telling people, you know, oh, the schedule, listen, you're going to get about a month, then you're going to have to sit tight, and you're going to, because I've explained to them all that. You know what I mean? So it's not don't tweak it too it's much. It's not going to be in all the divisions. Yeah, um, don't, don't tweak it too in much. In some divisions, there's a couple of divisions there that I'm looking at that I'm thinking of doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also thinking of presenting like a little academy league only because I know some of the other academies have mentioned it to me that they kind of want to do that also. So this is, you know, I got to bring it up to, to through, the, through the old man. You know, the old man doesn't like change too much. So right. Right. he's stuck in his ways and et cetera, et cetera. I just, you know, I'm the one that's out there and yeah. I'm the one that has to communicate with the people, you know, face to face. You're the one cogiendo los golpes. You're the one getting the hits. You know that's, what I mean? It's the funny thing about my old man. He won't go to, to any game with my kid <laughs> here in Miami. But summer rolls around, and we're all over <laughs> the state of Florida, and he didn't miss one single that's tournament, awesome. man. Awesome. My old man went to every single game, every single that's tournament. Awesome. My, my, my son's pitch. Um, so you have two that go to Belen, right? I have two, I have two sons that go to, to Belen. I have one that's going to be a sophomore and one that's going to be in eighth grade. 
Um, Jesse Fernandez. I don't. I don't okay, know. Yeah, if you know him or not. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a head coach there. Excellent human being. You got Roca in there as well, right? Roca, excellent human being. They, they they really truly, at least from what I've gotten from them, they they do care about the kids. Yeah, they do. You know, they so good it, people. Which is what you want to be around. Absolutely. Right? You want to you want to be around the guy who likes to start the all star, but also treats the other kids Absolutely. the right way. Correct. You know, and that's very important. Very important. Very important. So, um, the the funny thing about my old man and uh, and my and my uh, my sons are that you know. They think that he's like the good luck charm. So if they're gonna, <laughs> so if they're gonna pitch the next day, right? They argue about who's gonna sleep in his in his uh in his room. <laughs> my, my dad always gets the, the nice room with the you know yeah, yeah the superstitions, bro. He, superstitions, are superstitions. Heavy. He wakes up early in the morning. He makes some breakfast. He sets their uniforms up. You know he he's like you know he's awesome. A, an That's excellent awesome. excellent grandfather, and he like. It's it's so funny awesome. to see them argue about. Well, oh, I'm supposed to pitch tomorrow, but I need to go. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure awesome. it out. So, how how was good. the summer? How did the summer treat you? Um, a, a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. Because um, you coach one of the teams, right? Correct. I, I'm I'm coaching what's going to be the what my son's going to be an eighth grader, but uh, Jesse wants to put them in the in the freshman division. So. It, I'm going to be coaching what's going to be the freshman division next season. Um, Very cool. And uh, we had four tournaments that we went to, a couple in Fort Myers, um, one in Sanford, and I forgot where the other one was at because my, my younger one played an extra tournament, though. So um, beautiful fields, by the way. Artificial turf, even the ones that were um, grass Beautiful, beautiful. In which, beautiful. In, in all of them? In Fort Myers. Fort Myers, beautiful, yeah. I mean, a lot of them are minor league complexes, right. but, I mean, still, just beautiful, beautiful fields, man. I wish we had that in Miami. It seems like, it seems like the farther you go north, <laughs> everything's so nice. Little, more spread out, nicer. Parks are a little bigger. More spread out. You know what I mean? More clean. Yeah. You know? Um, and you notice it right away. Nice complexes, like, yeah. Right you get to Weston. Weston's got some... Amazing. That's where that was the other tournament that <laughs> I went Ballparks, to. Ballparks, bro. Yeah. West and, really and they're nice. and they're and they're dude. It's like you feel like you're in a complex. It's spread out. It's big. You know, you kind of feel like here a little bit. I mean, though, I love our parks. There's so much history in our parks. You know, I'm a big Parks and Rec guy. But our parks are tiny. Tiny. They're tiny, bro. I mean, it's, it it really <laughs> is impressive, man. And, you know? and these got these they got these batting cages, and yeah. and it's it really gives a nice feel to the kids. Yeah, you know. Especially Absolutely. when you're in that in that age group of 13, 14, you know, you really haven't had a, an opportunity to play in something like that yeah. unless you've traveled. You know, right. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a lot, man. How was the heat? It was unbearable. Hot. <laughs> hot. We're, we were talking about the weather. I mean, it's, dude, it's been it's been really hot, and and obviously that that affects people that are on the field. Hell, no, I mean, as, as a parent taking my kid to practice, and, and I'm like, when you okay, calor. Okay, and those turf fields, like, dan calor, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I'm sure that you were the victim of a little rain. Well, hold on a second. And then back lightning the delay. Oh, yeah. yeah. All these, the time. These guys got these pretty sophisticated uh, lightning detector alarms, and they don't mess around. That alarm goes off. You're off. They're gone. Like, literally, the umpires literally walk off. They don't say a word to you. The alarm went off, right? And you got to go to the parking lot. You got to sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait. <laughs> and there's no one to call. There's no phone number. It's all through email. It's Check like, your email. Check your email. 
Hey God, no, can you sub the, the lightning for me? There's no text messaging. There's nothing. It's literally like, go to your car and wait, and you're going to receive an email when they come back. Nice. And that's it. Or well, you'll get updated Tell on me the about website. the team, man. Tell me about the Belen well, team. The, what the, you got? The, you got the, anything the special Belen there? team? Yeah, I got a couple good. I got some kids. Obviously, there, a lot there. of these kids probably came up through my butt, and you probably, I'm sure, I mean. It's it's in, it's actually very rewarding to, to come across um, – a vast majority of these kids that are playing baseball right now either played in my tournaments or played in my league. Yeah, absolutely. For the most part, they played in my yeah. league also. You know, and, and they remember. They remember that they played in my league. They may not remember me because maybe we didn't cross paths, but, you know, I always ask them, hey, where did you play baseball? And they were like, oh, we played at Grapeland Park or we played at Flagami and we played at Miba. And, there you go. And, and, uh, and for the most part, they all say they have great memories from that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Which is... It's the best thing One of the most rewarding hear, things, right? to be honest with you, when they tell me that. And that's that's without even me asking them. And I'm talking about high school, you know, sophomores, juniors. You know, these guys are, you know, a little bit, you know, not emotional or anything like that. And they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to be boys, like. They're boys, bro. Right, yeah. right. So I think Berlin's going to be good. Yeah. They got, they got um, surprisingly, you know, uh, some really good talent. You know, I, I expect it from all the big schools, you know, Columbus, Killian, you know, from when we were growing up. But, man, they got some really good ball players. Good. They really do. I feel like every time I drive by there, I drove by there right now, there's always something going on in in the fields there. There's always something going on at Belen. Always. As far as construction yeah, or yeah, fixing building. the field, something. <laughs> something. They're, they're, that's, that field's going to be the, the best field in, in all of Dade County. Awesome. It's going to be a, a artificial uh, field with stadium uh, style uh, sitting and it, it's going to be incredible. It's it really amazing, is. man, that all these private school facilities are amazing. Like St. Brendan, the high school, beautiful. Columbus, beautiful. beautiful. Like it's, it's like it really if you're not Everybody stepped it, up their game. No, and, and I mean, I'm not, listen, I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't mind playing on turf, you know. I like playing on clay. You know what I mean? Do you really? I, I like the clay. Yeah. Yeah, I like the I like traditional feel of it. I like it. Um, but just the amount of money you save on this turf investment is huge, bro. It's huge, you know, and not just that, like multiple sports can use it, multiple, you know, you can have activities on it and it's, it costs at, at the beginning, but it's super efficient towards the end. You know what I mean? And everyone's moving to that, you know? Yep. That's, um, the next generation of fields. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hope not. And you want and you want to talk about evening things out in regards to like fielding and stuff like that. No bad bouncers. No, yeah, I like I, I like I kind of like the way the Marlins have it set up, where like the infield is real, and then yeah, the outskirts and the outfield is turf. But I'd hate to see like a full transition to turf. I think that would make the game easier. Man, the the ML yeah. the MLS soccer they're 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 talking about. Because, you know, obviously Messi is in the league now and Messi's the one of the greatest players of all time and he doesn't like playing on turf. So now when he plays on, like, in a turf stadium, either either he's not going to play and that's not good for the league or the commissioner's already reaching out to those teams and saying, like, hey, look, we'll front the bill, but go back to grass. That's pretty crazy. One player. <laughs> one no, player. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the real floor it gives you a little bit of a better feel you know what i mean and it keeps the bad bounces in play keeps it you keeps, honest keeps natural things <laughs> that happen honest. in the game the runner stealing kicking up dirt it, it keeps a lot of natural things in play that i like like i said i'm not I'm outfield yeah I'm, I'm cool with that you know like 
I don't need bad bounces out there hitting a wheat. I don't oh, absolutely. That. But infield, you know, I think it's very traditional. Cleats, you know, <laughs> like traditional. You know, that's me. But I don't think that the pitchers like throwing off of a artificial turf, no, to be honest with you. No. Kind of like slide a yeah. little bit, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a plus and minuses to to yeah. everything. And, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more more Miba baseball. But, you know, going back to the summer, um, you know, Mike. Mike always mentions, you know, with, with summer baseball, we had practices over at, at DD, you know, the, the importance of, of keeping active in the summer, you know, being prepared for, for the fall. Like, let's say in, in the case of you coaching and, and your boys playing, you know, I guess through the years, right? But especially this year, what, what benefits do you see to it, you know, to the parents listening and that maybe took the summer off or maybe have their kids continuing playing through well, the summer? It's okay to take a little, a little bit of time off, right, in the summer. Um, we, I always go to Siesta Key, by the way, it's a, a good family vacation. I need to go. It's beautiful. The beaches are beautiful. As long as you don't get stuck with a red tide. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, but what do we do when we were practicing? We're conditioning in the heat, right? So it gets you used to that, right? Um, it keeps the kids together, right? So you're kind of building those relationships. Um, when you go play in these tournaments, um, you're exposed to a different style of baseball. Um, and uh, and I always hear people complaining about umpires, right? And I, I never argue with umpires. I, I And this summer, I actually had a little bit of a disagreement with, with an umpire. There was a team that was running up to score on us to knock us out, right? And the umpires started squeezing us. And, and now I got a taste of what other people feel, you know? And, uh, and it was crazy to see it. And, and, it, and I... I saw it. I saw it on plays at first base. I saw it on, on calls behind the plate. I, I, on one of them, you know, the bunting went out on third base and they're up by eight runs and they're going for the knockout because they don't want to waste pitchers because you can only throw on your pitches in the tournament, et cetera. And, and a lot of things, bro. There's, there's a lot of things that come to tournament baseball where when you come from someone who, I'm a traditionalist, right? I'm not going to run up the score on Mike, right? I'm going to. If I get up six runs, I'm I'm gonna stop stealing. I'm not gonna be bunting. I'm not gonna, you know I'm not gonna be doing anything, base to base, right? And these guys, they're just not teaching it right, because yeah. that's what they're teaching the kids. You know, it's crazy. Um, the practices, you know, the, the the practices were were in the morning, you know, um, and and pretty much, you know, one day I would just do hitting, right? Just focus on hitting, 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 and then the other day I would focus on on pitching defense um belen has a nice indoor batting cage there yeah it's nice you know yeah. so you can do a little bit of everything there how many games did you guys play we played we played four games against columbus on wednesdays and then we played uh, four tournaments so that's what 12 games so we played about you know anywhere 16 to, to 18 games now going back to what you asked about you know how we stay active in the summer you know to me it's mandatory do you want to play in the fall you got to be there in the summer, especially on a public league team, period. 100%. Now, if you took the summer off, what would that imply for your kid? He's probably done. Yeah. I mean, I, he can't keep up. Well, like, right now, at this age, I, I think even when you're at 12 years old, 10, 11, you're like, you're not, you're not taking it serious. If you're going to be yeah. gone an entire summer and not do anything, I don't know. To me, it's not going to work out. I feel that if you're five you. For you, T-ball, and you want to take the summer off, go for it. I don't give you a hard time in Diamond Dreams. 
after your spring season, oh, yeah, I'm going to be back in July or your four. Okay, no problem. You come back. I get you an instructional league. Okay, fine. But uh, once I think you hit that 6U mark, that your 5U going into 6U, where, yeah, we transition from throwing the ball on the ground to throwing the ball in the air to the strikeouts to the, you know, it's a completely different thing. Yeah, I don't think you can take summers off because every summer you're going up a division and, and every league has different rules. You're going to go from 6U playing with 11 kids to 7U playing with 10 kids. You're going to get the five pitches. Now you're going to get the three swings and you're out. So there's stuff to learn. There's stuff to develop in, you know. And with Diamond Dreams, if you're in the upper division and you don't participate in the summer, you're not going to be on a team. Well, it's, it's, it, that's a good point that you Simple. just made right there because every time that you go up in division, right, something changes, it right? changes. Either the bases are changing, mm -hmm. right? You're not playing modified rules anymore. Correct. You're playing open baseball. Correct. You know, those jumps in, in distances from, you know, 54. They're big. To 60. They're um, big. They're, it's huge. And you can totally see where kids start getting separated. And if you're one of those kids that's on the bubble, right, and you're not participating. Yeah. So our 10-U team that won the, the MIBA, the, the good, they're 11-U now. Yeah, we've been together five, six years, but. We're going from 10 to 11. You, the bases went back. The, the pitching mound goes back. 50 feet. Like, things change, you know. Now the catcher's got to throw more. Like, things are very different. So, like, baseball, there's constant, constant adjustments having to be made, especially at the little league level. You know what I mean? You know, once you get to the pros, I uh, off season, take a month off, whatever. But now, like, like, you need to, like, get with it. You know what I mean? Summers are, yeah, summers, summers you're off. You got no school. Mom and dad a little more lenient with the bedtime, but that's not summer. It's not summer off from your sport or your, you know, what is it? I don't, I don't do? remember ever being off from, I from don't baseball. I remember being off ever. No, I played year round. Yeah. Year round. Cur curveballs? We played my, year round. My kids struggled this season. My, my team struggled with curveballs this season. It was incredible. And uh, we, um, we made it to the finals and lost to the Cubs in the finals in the 13 majors. We were playing 54 80, right? And we had an excellent season. Our boys were hitting, right, playing real clean baseball, okay? Because that's another thing. When I, when I coach, um, I'll, I'll send out little rules of things that happened, you know, when I see it in a game or something like that. So I want the, I want the kids that I'm coaching to know baseball, Correct. right? Yeah. I just – so I'll, I'll send some rules out. I'll send out some, you know, little, little modifications in regards to some of the plays that we do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but – what I noticed is they really, really struggled hitting a curveball. And the jump from 5480 to 6090, it makes a huge. Yeah. Let's begin with every. It, it's slow. One, it's a little bit slower, right? You know, the runners from, from home to first are a little bit slower. It's like three, four more steps. Yep. Oh my <laughs> God. Like you're like literally watching them run and you're like, oh my God, when is he going to get there? And it takes forever. It does. It takes forever for them to get there. The throws are longer, you know? It, Mentally, it's yeah. it's tougher. It's tougher. It we really um, is. one of the podcasts we spoke about it, and I I said the story. I remember very few things, like unless they're triggered, like you know, as I see things. But one of the things I remember was the first time I had to run home the first on on ninety feet, bro. I was like, whoa! I, I remember feeling it, and then like the first double, I was like, whoa! Okay, I remember like feeling it at thirteen, like whoa, this is a big difference here, and it is, bro. I'm shortstop. <laughs> trying to release it you know but it's a big jump bro catchers you know they gotta it's a huge it's a huge jump no you gotta deal with no, so many I'm, adjustments you were talking about the curve the curveball you know running the bases doing a, a, a bunch of 
a bunch of other well, things. You know, it's, hitter, it's different. As a hitter, yeah, you got more time to see it, but that could be deadly too. Yeah. Yeah. Kids like start the spinning the ball now, a lot more curveball, stuff like that, which that's been a big thing because I've gone through 10U with only throwing fastballs. I, I've never taught anything other than that. So when you go to my games, it's like sometimes we get lit up because it's easy to just sit there and hit the fastball. Ask Jose Altuve. You know, he'll know. <laughs> um, but um, when other teams have thrown breaking balls to us, it's been struggling. It's been a struggle. Which I think okay. is crazy at that age huh? for them to be throwing curveballs. But yeah, yeah, it's wild, you know. But some people to win, right. you know. But we never did that. Fastball, fastball, up, down, in, out. However, good defense, whatever. Um, now that you mentioned but, that, but, at, at what age do you think would be appropriate for I, kids to start learning breaking so pitches? For and me, so for me, for me, now in eleven U, we're gonna introduce the changeup. We're just gonna go fastball changeup. And then I am going to start preparing the curveball machine for my hitters to hit because, you know, they're going to be getting a lot of that. Kids can hit. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're going to introduce a changeup. I'm not into really these, having these kids spin their elbows yet. Maybe another year. What? I don't no. know. I mean, I, I, my son started throwing curveballs around when he was around 12 years old. Yeah, so you another know, year. Something like that, yeah. you know? Another year. The changeup is a great pitch. If you yeah. can throw it yeah. for a strike, man, it's... Yeah. No, man, and, 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 and not yeah. just that, but if, if you can also control your fastball, you're going to be in real good shape in Little League. Right. You're going to be in real good shape in Little League if you can throw the fastball around the zone because I'm just going to help. It's Little League. It's okay. And let's, you know what uh, I mean? Throwing strikes, man. Throw strikes. You look Those at, um, just study Mariano Rivera. He learned that cut fastball, and that was his pitch. That's it. There, there, was, there was nothing else. No, yeah, Cuba. And you knew no, it was yeah. coming. You knew it was coming you it was and you coming. couldn't hit it. That's so funny. <laughs> I actually said that last night. I was talking to someone about baseball and Mariano um, Rivera came up, right? We're, oh, we were looking up the, the history of the the most uh, saves, right? Because we were talking about Trevor Hoffman. And then Rivera came up. Rivera came up and, he, and I said, well, he threw a fastball and he threw a cutter. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Simple. It's incredible. He just knew how to locate Easy. it. And <laughs> that's why. My younger son had a rough summer. For the first time he got... Got hit, hit, got hit pretty good. You know, I don't put them to pitch against any of the the weaker teams. I always put them against the tougher teams. Um, and and I can tell that it, it took a little toll on him. Emotional you know? toll, a little emotional. Oh toll. man, there was uh, the, after that uh, tournament in Sanford. Um, the drive home was quiet. <laughs> 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 Listen, a, I. It was a. Let me tell you, it was a long and awkward, silent ride home, man. Because I brought him in in one of the games there at the end when we were we were tied. Oh boy! Right, and we do that that tiebreaker where they load up the bases and there's one out, etc. So he came he came in and he struck out the first guy, and then the next guy came up and um, he walked him on four pitches. Right, <sighs> then the next guy came up and hit a a, a bases emptying double. It's gonna happen. Right, it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's happen. The, what I, what I like is for these players to be in tune because like. Little league, like I've said it before, 6U, 7U, we've won a championship 10 minutes later than the playground. We've lost a championship 10 minutes later than the playground. But yeah, our 10-11s, they're beginning to have feelings and emotions. Of course. Man. And, and um, I love seeing that because as a coach, it gives you another layer to, to deal with. To, not to deal with, but to put into the formula of how you know, we can you know, player develop this kid. You know what I mean? So 
as they get older, for me, I, I begin to see the attitudes and the and the the frustrations, and 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 some kids put themselves in holes, Amen. and we have to dig them out, you know. But it's good that they show their feelings and emotions in a controlled way. I'm not talking about throwing stuff. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about facial expressions, the way their eyes look, the way their jaw, like things that you can notice. Your demeanor. That the kid is exactly that. The kid is is a little bit stressed out. You know, I like that. Hey, it's, last it's last like year, that. it's incredible the, like the, that. how mentally, yeah. how mental baseball is. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it takes a toll on on some kids more than others. And and another thing is, a lot of these kids are buddies, bro. And you know, when they run into each other, oh, I hit the home run off of you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, so and none of these kids don't like to be embarrassed, bro. You know and what I mean? Mike, you don't even have to run into you each know? other anymore. <laughs> I can just post it on Instagram. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that That's I it. hit a jackpot. Oh, man. Think about that, there's man. A, there's a kid that, you know, we, we still keep in touch through social media. And I've, he doesn't live in Miami anymore. So I run into him very few and far between. You know, if he visits, may, maybe I'll run into him or whatever. I hit a home run off him at Pacuala <laughs> on a Saturday. Saturday, you know, Saturday league. Hit a home run off the kid. Dude, like years, years later, like he, he, we ran into each other where they're talking. He goes, I'll never forget you hitting that home run off me. And I'm like, damn, dude. I didn't even bring it up. He brought it up. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's been like it's ingrained 20 in that years. It's in his know? brain. It's in his brain. 20 it, it, years. That, and he's that like, thing I took remember. a spot in his brain. <laughs> Last home run I ever hit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I hit one with at St. Michael with against Our Lady of the Lakes, and that was it. In high school, I never so hit bro, a home run. You're a speed guy, bro. Be speed. Awesome. Got speed on base. Defense. Wheels, wheels, man. Defense. wheels, man. Just put <laughs> the ball, man. Run speed steel, man. Defense, man. So uh, I was gonna say, so you know, the kids with emotions and all that. Even last year in the uh, or last season in the instructional league, and my son's team, which was the Kelly Green team, we had two two kids, uh, Benjamin Perejroda and Gabby Maynoldi. And those kids, man, when we would lose a game, you know, I'm like, hey, kids, you know, picture. And it's like, hey, yeah, bro, those kids were not having it, man. Mm. Nope. You see it, man. Gabby, get in there for the picture. Nope. Benjamin, get in there for the picture. You nope. see it. You I see it a to. little bit with the younger guys. You see it. They, they yeah, because they it feel hard. it. Yeah. You, know? you, don't see, you see it a little bit. But the, the older you get. You want them to care, though. Yeah, you want them, you to, want care, them to care. You want them to care, yeah. You know, you want them to understand that they lost. You know what I'm saying? You want them, you know, number one, you know, you want them to prepare to win always, right? We want you to win, but we want you to feel a loss. Like, I want you to understand that, yeah, yeah, you're little, you're five, you're six, I get it, but no, man, you came to a competition, you competed, and you got beat. But like you, you know said, what I'm like, saying? It's know, important, like at, to, understand at four, it's important five, to understand that. At four or five, that. you know, I would see the kids at, at the swings, you know, after, yeah. or running around, or or the cupcakes or whatever, like these two particular kids, you know, and I, I tell, I tell BB, you know, Benjamin's dad all the time. I'm like, dude, your, your son's like a little hombrecito, you know, like, and, and during the games, when you would get to first base and I was coaching first, you know, a lot of the kids, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to run after you, you know, you, cause they don't, Hey, run, you know, run to second. And they're like, uh huh. You know, and they're like, you know, are they, are they playing with the Calpine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have, each kid, how to yeah, how to get to them, and with Benjamin, I tell him like, you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just love, you know, do love your thing. The way Ben runs the bases. Yeah, and, and you know, like it's it's that 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 you know, like that attitude of caring at such a young age. You know, I remember always being that competitive, but most kids aren't at at that age, and it's it's cool to see. You know, there's differences, right? There's there's kids that I would see that 
they would strike out and from the time they were five till they were 14 would cry you know after they would they would strike out they get to the dugout tiraban el casco you know and it's like oh yeah you need to go on the field and make some plays bro ya pasó let's get to the other one but caring about it like you know what next time I'm gonna get this guy next, you know and you go building that but seeing that at a, at a young age is, is like yeah, nice. that's, that's pretty cool that's very cool <laughs> that's, that's pretty very nice cool. I'd rather be with a guy that cares oh yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. 100%. 100% yeah no doubt about it 100% I'd rather be with that guy I'll go I'll play with that guy better yeah. than, than the guy who doesn't care yeah usually the kids that care are the parents that care too you know what I mean Parents have enthusiasm. They care. They want their kid to do well. But not so, I don't want the parents to care so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want parents to care inside their scope. Right. I want parents to make sure the kid has the right uniform on. Strike. Get him to his. <laughs> Check mark. Get him to his practice or game on time. Make sure that your child has all his equipment plus his water bottle. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then when practice is over, get your kid. Take him. And then whatever you do with him in the car or you tell him in the car, it's up to you. But and when you go to the games, cheer on your team. Don't worry about the umpire. No. Don't worry about the umpire. <laughs> it or creates the a nightmare. Let the head coach handle it. Let these go. are all, like I've said, these are all colleagues of ours, bro. Of Mike, mine. Last season, I couldn't do an 8U uh, coach pitch championship game because uh, the parents didn't, didn't, didn't get along. But yet when I did the All-Star game, they were all there together. Yeah. It's crazy. I had never, this never happened to me. Wow. It's, it was, honestly, I was so disappointed with, with that decision that they made, you know, um, because at the end of the day, what, all they did was take it away from the kids from being able to play yeah. against each other. Look, and, and going, going to that point, because, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and be a, a, a parent of a, of, a, of a kid playing, you know, 6U, Public league, MIBA for the first time, you know, kind of like my dad when, when I played boys club um, for the first time and, and being on the coaching side for the first time too. But, you know, like you hear parents, you know, like last year I, I heard some parents during the instructional league like, oh man, you know, because that parent on the other team and I'm like, you haven't seen anything yet. Like wait, wait till, yeah. you, get, wait till you get to public. So, so for, yeah. for parents like... You know, maybe I remember from my playing days, so I'm I'm a little bit more used to it. But, but you know, to parents that that are are going into this for for the first time, and not our boy Brian Herrera, bro, because Brian's so chill. Like Brian's, Brian's not gonna so, get heated. Brian's so chill, <laughs> He's a bro. Chill like guy, man. Bro, Brian during the games, I see him, and it's like the same demeanor. Mm-hmm. Then, and that's how that's how my old man was. But to to you know, to the parents going into this for the first time, what's the best advice that you could give them? Because now they're gonna deal with with other parents on the other team, with the other coaches, with the umpires, and hey, sometimes it's tough, you know, tragarte la lengua. But what's the best advice you you could give them? Well, when you're in the car with your kids after the game, the best advice I can give from my personal experience is don't talk about the game unless it's brought up by your son, and that's the truth. Don't don't tell him what he did wrong don't tell him don't get into that he knows he He knows knows what he did wrong I guarantee you that he knows (laughs) he knows he knows 100% what he did wrong so sometimes you might want to just wait till the next day or 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 don't say anything just keep the radio off bro silence bro silence don't know right (laughs) silence four hours from Sanford Not even a drive-thru uh, or... No, I didn't, I didn't no, even buy him food, man. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. He's got to start. No, no, he, he, he knew. 
Now, my little guy, my, my younger one. Just digest it. He knows. He knows <laughs> what's up, man. We did start talking a little bit towards the end and started joking around. He's, you know, he's, we have, of course, yeah. similar personalities, so he's good. Um, what else, man? What else can we talk about with the parents, man? I, I really want. And you, you mentioned something a second ago about last season. That someone said, oh, because a parent on the other team. Here's my answer to that. And I tell our parents all the time, who cares? what the parents of the other team are doing. 100%. What the parents of the other team are doing, their culture, where they come from, the things that they do. Bro, that international tournament we just played was a was an experience. <laughs> it's an experience. I okay. But brother, they didn't talk to me. I didn't talk to them. Their parents didn't talk to our parents. My parents didn't talk to their parents. You cheered on your own team. When the lines start getting crossed, you have problems. The way I see it is, as a parent in the stands, the moment that you're directing something to somebody past that fence, yeah, you're, you're creating a cloud. You're creating a bad situation because here's the problem. If you're playing for Diamond Dreams and God forbid something were to happen, ¿quién tiene que sacar la cara? Right, it's going to be you. Yep. Me or Joshua. That's it. And then wherever I am, I'm going to have to get in my car, I'm going to have to run over there, and I'm going to have to suspend people. I have to write checks and give money back. Things I don't want to be a part of. And then let me explain to you something else. You know what's a better solution? Next time you walk by the umpire room at Grapeland, thank those guys. Thank you for doing six games on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, thank you, boy. I'm Armando. This is my son, Anderson. And I'm in the 6U gray. I played here when I was little. Create a relationship with these guys. Because what I tell people is, yeah, you're getting on that umpire. But I've known that umpire for 10 years. You won't believe how far that will go. You know, I've known that umpire for 10 years. And you know what? Game two or three, leave the guy alone. I'm going to know this what's going on. And when I see him game nine in the parking lot wrestling in between games, I'll go and talk to him. Oh, you're nice. Oh, you're nice. Well, having to me, umpires come up to me and say, no, get to party. Oh, bro. I think we're championship caliber organization, bro. Like, I don't need to be apologizing to these guys. These are my colleagues. You... Need to treat them better. Be thankful to them. Are they going to make mistakes? Absolutely, bro. Mike, no doubt about it. In these tournaments, a lot of these umpires that you see at Grapeland Park are the ones umpiring in but high school and doing yeah. the perfect game tournaments also everywhere. But 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 going. So I mean, you're you're literally burning yeah, your bridges bro. with people. But Armando, R relationships lately, relationships, lately, man. lately, the MLB umpires have been exposed a little bit because how horrific the strike zones have been. Yeah. They had a guy the other day miss about 40% of the pitches in the big leagues. Yep. So we saw Boone they cut going some after people some uh, slack. Las Diaz you know? the other day. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Okay, so if I'm coaching a game and there's a bang, bang play that could have gone either way, I don't need to pull up parents to tell me, oh, you're not going to appeal? I just look at them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but that's, you know, like, I'll it's tell you what's the best way to handle balls and strikes with an umpire. You know, in between innings. That's it. You go up to him and you ask him, how much is he missing by? Or, That's or, it. Nicely, bro. In a very nice way. And know Don't their name. In, and know their name. Know their name. Oye, Amandito. Oye, well, talk to me, bro. Is my catcher setting up incorrectly? Tell me what I need to do. 100%. Right bro, there. and then you know what happens when the playoffs come? They're going to remember those things, bro. Subconsciously. I'm not saying that they're going to blow a call. No. No, <laughs> right, I'm not right. saying that. Oh, bro, like if you create this niceness with these guys, they're going to give it back to you somehow, some way. 
And it might just be one play that changes everything. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying I'm not, but it's just things that happen organically, things that happen naturally when everybody stays in their lane. You understand what I'm saying? You're just I, better I off being Amando, nicer to the umpires. Amando, I, don't do, I don't do most of my coaches' meetings before the game. You'll see. You'll see. I'm going to say, I'm on the go. You're going to go. You're going to do the lineup card. I barely, barely, barely do that 10% of the time. Why? Because I don't like to talk to the other side. That's just the way I am. That's just the way I am. I don't like to, oh, I'll walk by their dog. Hey, doing Coach Mike, Bob. But I don't like to talk to the other side. And, I, I, and part of that is because I wish people were to notice that. And follow. Going, if Mike's not talking to the other side, you know, maybe we shouldn't either. Talk to your kids, bro. Motivate our kids. Motivate your coaches. Motivate your team. You know what I'm saying? And I try for that to trickle down. Eso abrazadera antes de juego. I hate that. That to me is a no-no. When I see my assistant coaches on our public teams before the game crossing over the other side to go give somebody a hug, I don't say nothing. But to me, yeah, it's a black mark. Not on competition day. Do it outside in the stands. Do it outside in the parking lot. Don't do it on the field. Mike Quintana, bro, that's the way I see it. Even in Little League, that's the way I am. But I think that if you follow that, everybody will stay in their lane. You know? But the, the, the league is set up, man. The league is set up, so you show up. If you want to go hit in the cages, you have a time slot. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know what dugout you're going to. There's no argument over dugout. You don't have to worry about game balls. Matigaido, bro. They give okay. you everything matigaido. You can do infield on the side of the, of the, between the foul lines and the dugout. The game starts, right? You play your game, shake hands after the game, and you go home. And see ya. And it's a factory. Because right after that, you're going to see us a drag, drag field. line, and start all over Next again. game. Next game. There's... Quick. That's what it is, you know, and that's the way it should be. You want to go and, and, and have a coach's meeting or, uh, you know, a little cupcake thing or whatever, whatever it is that people want to do, that, you know, go do it on the side over there with your, with your team and, and, and you're good. Everything is, is done for you already. You literally just have to show up and behave. Yeah, and Amando, for you to do a real estate transaction, how many people are realistically needed? You need a buyer, you need a seller. Mortgage guy, but maybe what five, ten people? Title company, maybe what six, six people? Insurance agent, yeah, right, you yeah. have your particulars, yeah, right? Okay, to get the baseball game going, T ball, coach pitch, kid pitch. We're talking about 20 kids, 40 parents, two umpires. Like, things aren't gonna be always super smooth. Scorekeepers, you scorekeepers, you know what I mean? Things aren't gonna always be super smooth. You have to have leeway. The umpire, okay, he's got this much leeway. Because they're going to make mistakes, bro. And you stay within that scope. You know what I mean? Compromise. Listen, you have- and I'm going to tell you something. Like- and I'm going to tell you something. And I hope a lot of people from the MIBA league are listening. I think the umpires do a hell of a job. Okay? I'm on the go coach six games on a Sunday, bro. Go do it. Put the pants on. Put the long sleeves on. Go and do it for six hours, for, for 12 hours. See how you feel. Like, how are we not going to be grateful for these guys, bro, on a Sunday, bro, to accommodate our luxury that we can pay and have our kids play in the best league in Miami? How are we not going to be grateful to these guys? It bothers me, man. It Listen, does. You don't- it bothers me when the Diamond Dream's parents mess with the umpires. And I hope, you know, I, I hope that this resonates. Because, like I've always said, these are my colleagues, man. These are people that, when you're gone, I'm still going to have to deal with. Like, let's have them say, going, you know, Diamond Dream's going, you know, Satipo, bro, those guys. 
That's when they funny. come to me I said to him from a championship team, six U white team, oh no, oh yeah, those coaches you have, oh yeah, I'm sorry, man. And I have to apologize on your behalf. Shouldn't be like that. Right. I always tell coaches that. I go, listen, the ones that gotta get along here are me, you, the umpires, the scorekeepers, because at the end of the day, Mike Quintana's gonna be here, right? And I'm gonna be here hopefully. We're all gonna be here hopefully, right? And everyone is gonna move on and move on and move on and move on. But at the end, the ones that are still here are us. So we might as well get along, right? Absolutely. And, and do things the right way. And compromise, right? There's there's teams that have multiple teams in the league, right? You know, some of these teams have the same coaches, right? Sometimes I can't schedule somebody back to back on the same field. Right? So if you gotta wait ten minutes for someone to come across from one field to the other because the other game, you know, I like I, and you start looking at things and it's like is it really that big of a deal? Like, do you need to get so heated up over it or get into an argument? And 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 it's it's losing a lot per, losing perspective, losing perspective. Oh yeah, and that's happened to me a million times. You know, I have a I have a coach back to back to back, and then bro, it goes a little long, and then immediately, hey guys, he's he's on the field right next to you, he's right there. You're in the last inning. Get the kids and go stretch them. Get the kids and go stretch them. Like, figure out a solution. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, the coach is running 10 minutes behind. And not just that. You know, I posted coach is running 10 minutes behind. Like, it's simple stuff. You know what I mean? But they lose perspective, man, because there's no leeway, Alex. There's no room for, like, for example, practice. Every practice must be amazing. No. It's not going to be like that. You're going to have your great practices. You're going to have your good practices. And maybe sometimes now during the season, your practices may not be that good because the main coaches are coaching somewhere. Like, and it can't be practice today wasn't good. No, no, no. It also depends Stick on your, the kids also. You know, kids have bad you know, practices also. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, just ride the wave. Ride the wave and keep it rolling. Keep it positive. Keep it rolling. And that's it. You know, baseball's long, man. And not only baseball's long, long, but it's also one of these things for guys like you and me that we've talked about that if you have a bad day at work, it's easy to go to Grapeland if I'm alone, Leo. 100%. If you had a bad day at work, it's easy to come to DD and pinpoint. I get it. I get it. But, Cunha, man, what are we really, what are we really having issues with here? Listen, yeah, and, yeah. A, and a couple couple things before we move on. You know, you were talking about the umpires and <clears throat> some of the uh, the calls they make, right? Um, I'm, you know, and I mentioned it on on the show, uh, on the podcast. Alex probably doesn't know, but I'm training to be a mixed martial arts judge, so I'll be judging fights and sit there and judge the fights. <clears throat> and I'm sitting on one end, a guy there and a guy there. So with three different angles, we're watching the same exact fight. So in order for me to do it professionally. I'm training. They don't like, hey, Armando, you got your license. Here you go, bro. Like, go judge a fight. No, no. I got to sit in, in a few cards and go fights one through five, six, seven, however many they are. And every fight, I score it. I sit there, I score it, and I give it to the commission at the end of the fight. And the official judges will go up to me after the fight and say, hey, how'd you score it? How'd you score this one? What do you think of this fight? There was one fight, first fight of the night in the last card I did. Um, blue corner, right corner. I don't remember the fighters' names. Um, but uh, I thought the blue corner won 29-28. Three-round fight, he won two. I thought this guy won one. This guy could have definitely won the fight, except he got into trouble in a couple rounds. 
went in for for a, you know for a, for a takedown, got caught in a guillotine, you know, got out of it, but he was in a compromised position. And in mar- mixed martial arts, you judge by damage to the opponent. So let's say you know I'm boxing your ass off, but that guy had two good takedowns and a couple of good ganatones que me dio, like that guy's winning the round according to the rules. Score to 29-28. So when they when they're reading the scores. One judge agreed with me, 29-28, blue corner. The other two judges gave it 30-27, to 27, three wow. rounds to nothing, to the red corner. So I'm like, holy shit, you know? What did you miss? So the, what were they watching? The older guy, <laughs> this judge, I, I've, I've, I've followed him for years. I've followed boxing for years. This guy judges boxing and MMA. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, how'd you score the fight? I go, no, I agreed with the other guy, 29-28. And he's like. It's not right, and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I, just, <laughs> I go, hey, I'm, <laughs> I go, hey, I'm, I'm learning this. So, right. what did you know? Because he had the the leg kicks, you know, dominated in the leg kicks, and I'm like, yeah, but this guy got him in a couple of guillotines. Like, how do you, you know, learning from what what perspective does he see? You see it in boxing all the time. They read a score and it's like, oh, está comprado. No, like, oh, they they paid him, got robbed. Look, there there's some robberies that are gross. Freaking gross. Like the the lady that gave Canelo Alvarez 10 rounds against Triple G, bullshit. Did not happen. The guy that thought Chavez got the draw against Pernod Whitaker, that didn't happen. There's nefarious shit that happens. When you get to the big, 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 big time, I get it. But there's a lot of times I'm like, dude, it's, it's not that far off. I could see that score happening. I've been covering fights where I'm sitting next to another reporter like this. Like Mike and I are sitting next to each other and we saw completely different fights. Because Mike likes aggressiveness, and I like boxing. Oh, this guy boxed his ears off, man. Like, you saw this. He made this guy miss a bunch of times. No, coño, mandito. But what are you talking about, bro? Crazy. The other guy was the aggressor. It's wild, bro. He was the aggressor. He landed some body shots. And I'm like, wait a minute. So, <laughs> it's, crazy, so it's not, you know, yes. And, and baseball now, especially in the big leagues, you know, they have the... La Cajita, whatever, bro. La Cajita now. You're sitting in, t- in at your house in the couch seeing La Cajita. There's no cajita in, no cajita, in real yeah. life, bro. <laughs> so, you know, the other day there were, I, I think it was, I want to say it's Austin Hedges, but they were showing the way he's, he frames and he's getting these balls caught for strikes because the guy's a G catcher. Yeah, and I, I said it to you. Yeah. I go, bro, what a G. The guy's so good. Dude, that umpire is not like viendo una cajita. You know, so people are allowed to... Yeah. Make if, mistakes. Some make more mistakes than others. I don't want like a hita. I don't want like a hita you know? because if you go to like a hita, to, to me at home it bothers me. I want to. I don't want to see like a hita. I I got used to seeing. I want to see. I yeah, like the no. human element. Of yeah, it. and then not just that. If you go to like a hita, you lose that part of it. You lose that. That what makes that guy good. You know. But what I would be okay with was a certain amount of like what they did in Triple H. Remember Jason Dominguez had a full count. And then he oh, got and walked, he, and, and then he, he tapped, uh, boom, and then ball four, go. Maybe he'd have, like, a limit of one or two per game or something. But I just, like, and especially lately, it's been happening a lot. Bro, there's some been, been some big situations, bro, that the umpires, like, and I don't understand hey, why. Wait, Angel Hernandez doesn't give a no, shit anymore. but I don't understand why. <laughs> I, don't I don't think he ever gave a no, shit, but, but now even worse. Why no. MLB, now I think it's like a joke to him. Like making MLB the doesn't hold these guys accountable, though. And that's, and that's, and that's my thing. Absolutely. Like, I, I think that after every game, when they're done, they, the game over, boom, they walk through the tunnel, they go to their thing. Bro, somebody should come in and say, here's your report behind home. 
Well, you know, I was 85% today, great. Because on MLB Network, they've put guys up. Oh, yeah. this guy was 100% today. He was perfect. Well, bro, that guy should be doing the bigger games. Like, I hate to say it, but that guy should be doing the bigger yeah. games. And when the playoffs come, that guy should be a guy in the playoffs. It shouldn't be. I don't care how many ready. years yeah. you've been. So after every yeah. game, bro, the print, bro, we have electronics for statistics on everything. For everything. Here you go. Oh, you were behind the play today. Here you go. Here's your readout. And then, bro, if you're under 70%, like, oh, yeah, Mandito, oh, yeah, I'm looking at your readout here, bro. Oh, you got to be better than that. That call in the fifth inning that you did on Trey Turner, that was that was six inches. Like, where's the accountability? Angel 70% Her is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, Angel Hernandez should not be. Was 70%, bro. Angel Hernandez should not be but, umpiring anymore. But where's the he accountability? Be where's there's the no accountability. accountability. No, there's none. For, for MLB trying to get everything perfect, they need to renegotiate this umpire's deal because there's there's got to be better people out there, bro. And the other thing is, Bro, you can't argue with an umpire nowadays, bro. You got to throw you out within two seconds. Yep. It's too much. They just you like know what I mean? I'm seeing all these videos. They just like turn around, look at the dugout, and they're tossing bro, people. Oh, this guy, Trey Turner, the other day, <laughs> just took off his thing and threw his helmet. The umpire thought he was throwing it at him, and he ejected him. Yep. Que fue eso, bro? I, bro you, you, know, you know I'm not a fan of Aaron Boone as a Yankee fan. I want him fired, but the other day what he did with Las Diaz made me laugh. You know, That's I mean, funny. he went there and he That's imitated funny. him, you know? That's funny. It was pretty he's funny. He's on his end days. He needs to oh, let it I, out. I he's on his way out. I, I saw an article that out. they're going to keep Cashman and Fireball. That's They're keeping Cashman because, yeah, he's best friends and family with Hal. Yeah. That's it. There's a, when once friendships happens there, they're done. I don't think they're going to do he it. Has, he's going to retire there. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to leave when when he wants to. But Boone, Boone's got to go. Boone's got to go. Boone's hey, got to go. Talking about suspensions, Tim Anderson. He got knocked <laughs> the out. <laughs> but listen... To his defense, all right, I don't. That wasn't much of a of a. I don't like a quality punch. No, like no. He, it, this it, guy Ramirez it, tucked his head. Yeah, and he caught him. Caught him, bro. And just caught him. And that listen, that, that was my world him. colliding. My, you know, I'm a big boxing guy and and baseball, and they collided. As soon as I saw <laughs> that hit him like by the ear, and Tim Anderson just dropped. I'm like, oh, but he, he just caught him. It wasn't that hard. Like look, the Odor against Bautista, that that was that a was punch. Good. That, that was, that was a punch. But this punch just caught him in the sweet spot. Odor had a better chin. They go, Batista had a better chin. Though, and, bro. At least he was able to walk off. And in boxing, in boxing, they tell you, you know, when you get hurt, easier said than done, right? You get hit, you go down. Sometimes, like, your first instinct is get up. And the right thing to do is, hey, Let's take a knee. Take your 10 seconds. <laughs> take a deep breath. Wait till eight. You stand up. You tell the ref, hey, I'm good. He got Zab Judah. So, Kasazu fought Zab Judah... It was like 2001. Kasazu just clipped Zab Judah with a... This was for the undisputed junior welterweight championship at the time. Zab Judah just falls right back. Bah! Falls on his back, stands right back up, looks at the referee, eyes are crossed, his hands up, and he's like, I'm okay. He <laughs> falls face first into the ropes, and the referee stops the fight. Dude, the guy ended up basically attacking the referee after the fight, tried to grab him, threw a stool, and it's like, idiot. Had you waited... Eight seconds. Just follow the basic training. Let me let me gather myself. And Tim Anderson stood up. He's trying to get off the field, and you saw him. He was yeah, he, he was, was stumbling. I, he know, was I, done. I, I watched the play several times. I didn't see anything wrong with the play. I know ne that neither did I. I know that he said he tagged him hard. 
brother, that ball's making, coming in at a, 90 miles an hour. It's a runner for running full speed. Why can't he give you the full tag? Yeah. Like, that's normal. Like, well, I'm going to give you a soft tag. Like, a soft tag means a slower tag. Right. The harder I you tag might. you, the quicker it is. I think that this guy was a bully. I don't think it was a tag. I think that Tim Anderson was sitting over him or standing over him too long. And that's, that's what, what you the think issue. I think that's what I think that's what, what he just stayed standing he like just kinda like was like, you know, standing over him. Like it was it the like dunk uh, uh you know, hipping over you. He did something. one of those, like <laughs> where when you're hanging like and yeah. you're like on the guy's face or whatever. I think it was one of those. I don't like seeing those things happen though, man. Ramirez, I mean, he he said that he like that it, he's called he's called he's called him several times and yeah, I just I wants just, nothing no, I to just, do with him again, bro. Mikey, like, but I don't like these guys who are always hugging each other and talking to each other. Like, there's no more like oh rivalries, man. Like, you know? Yeah. I kind of want people kind of like to dislike each other yeah. a little bit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it like I always see the videos that pop up? You know, when we were growing up, or even before that. You know, like, oh, um, you know, Re- Reggie Jackson hit a home run and attacked the pitcher. <laughs> or or the guy that uh, that, that, that bunted. bunted. The guy who yeah, bunted and, and went, he, straight, he, right he went pitcher, straight at the pitcher. You know, like, you don't you don't see that anymore. And, you know, and and yes, we don't want Burt Campanaris throwing a bat at somebody said. Right. right. But but yes, yeah, like, there's no, you know, like I, I, I like hearing like the the older guys, like the George Bretts, you know, like saying like, Hey, you know, I, every time I'll go up to that guy and now, yeah, as, as ex players are hugging and shooting the shit and laughing about all the, all the shit that they used to get into. But dude, Pete, Pete Rose took out one of his best friends uh, in, in an all-star game. Ruined his, ruined his career. Ruined his yeah. career. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, you know, I just wish it was, these big leaguers were compete a little more. Like, you know, the whole, like, when I go to a Marlins game and in the pregame stretch, I see in center field there's three or four guys before the game hugging it out. Yeah, I get it. You haven't seen each other in a long time, but buddy, you've been at the field for six hours. Go to the locker room. Lock. Oh, what's going on? Because to me, man, once you get out there on that field, there's got to be a separation. I agree with you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. There's got to be a separation. Them. You warm up on your side. You warm up on my side. The managers will meet in the middle. They'll shake hands. Now we're going to compete our asses off, and after the game, we can go to dinner. But there's got to be the competition factor, you know? And I've seen, you know, obviously those fights and stuff. I don't like when they happen. I, I just I just don't like, you know? I think to me, it's like... Yeah, and they went straight to... No, to me, you know, to me, up on yeah. it's... But we're fighting. To me, they're stains, in my opinion. Just just me. That's the way I see it. To me, they're so mancha. You know, I mean, I'm a You know, I don't like it. Um, but, you know, emotions are high. And let me tell you, those little fights... They're, they don't create safe situations for everyone else around them. Those, are, those little brawls are, you know, I remember the minor leagues a couple of times, you know, having to run in from the dugout, having to run in from right field, because if you then go, you're going to get fined because everybody had to clear. That was the rule. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody's got to go. And, bro, you, it's a, it, it creates a, a dangerous situation, bro, because... Well, you kind of lose the respect you, from your teammates also. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, but, you know, you, you, you're in a dangerous situation, bro, you know, because you don't know what's coming, you know, you're kind of trying to, you know... No, no, a few, a few guys ended up getting into it, too. There's been some tough brawls, bro. There's been <laughs> tough ones, bro. Look at that whole thing you said about fans not wanting to see, hey, you know, these are our rivals. What are they doing, you know, shooting the shit? You really never saw Jeter shooting the shit with, with Red Sox players. And I was thinking, so the Iron Sheik passed away recently, right, WWF? And back in the 80s, he was having a rivalry with Hacksaw Jim Duggan because one guy's, hey, I'm from Iran. And Hacksaw would come out with the American flag and the and the and the two by four or whatever, and one time they got arrested 
They got pulled over. <laughs> they were, they were both with, with cocaine and <laughs> drinking or whatever. And there went the the freaking storyline. You know, yeah. it's like, oh shit! It like was the, over. you know, McMahon had to change the whole storyline because, hey, these people were buddy buddy, and now you know, the WWF. I mean, I, I obviously you know people people say, oh, it's not a sport, but it's entertainment. Yeah, you know, they do absolutely. some cool shit, and now. Now with like, you know, in the era of social media, I find it so fascinating that they still keep these storylines because, dude, some of these people feuding are families. They're right. probably at each other's houses, you know, brother against brother, cousin against cousin. And, and you know, they got it. But, you know, in baseball, maybe maybe not go as far. But, you know, like, hey, G- Jeter, even the other day, Big Poppy gave him the Red Sox. Ah, and Jeter looked at him like, right, no, like right. what are you doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? You know what I mean? So... So yeah, you know, you you like to see when the old heads start talking, but at the same time, you know, something else that happened this week with with Major League Baseball. So Kevin Brown, not the pitcher, but the the, the Orioles play by play guy, he's there reading off some stats about how poorly the Orioles are doing against the Tampa Bay Rays prior to the game. Just reading stats, history, just a history. And pass. and look, I'm a I'm a TV guy. This is stuff that gets prepared that I would talk to the talent about before the game. Like, hey, listen. In the pregame, you're going to talk about this. You know, you got, you know, Orioles are 2-30 and 30 the last two years at Tropicana. Whatever, whatever it is. Hey, look, I'm going to put a full screen. This was something pre-planned, and he said nothing wrong. He was just reading facts. And and John Angelos suspends him. Dude, every, every I love that everybody backed them. Michael K., I saw Carrie, everybody, everybody backed them. You know, uh, people saying like, hey, you know, the Orioles' first time screwing up was when they fired John Miller. Second time is this. Like, D'Angelo's, you know, Peter and, and John, the son, idiots. You know, um, it's just such a bad look for, for that team, for that organization. You know, you're, you know, you we're, we're talking about, we're, we live in an era now where we're trying to get past, like, the, you know, the, the, the censorship. The, hey, you know, let me speak my mind. You just saw Barstool buy their company back because they're like, hey, we're getting censored too much. And you have an owner of a team saying, no, I don't, I don't like you. It's not like if the guy's coming out and saying like, hey, you know what? You know, Kyle Ripken was a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murray was, you know, he's not talking bad about the Orioles or the organization. He's talking about a fact. The record against Tampa Bay. Like you're not doing one well against Tampa Bay. Like one of the best teams in the league you know, last well, 10 years. And Baltimore's you know? in first place. Yeah, and Baltimore's exactly. in first place. Baltimore. They're, they're a hell of a team. Exactly. You know, it looks so stupid, so so childish, so, you know, it, that, it's like. That, things like that are distractions. And things like that can mess things up. Absolutely. Because, you know, is it, it worth it? Like. You know, obviously, call the guy be like, "Oh yeah, man, oh yeah, what's right. up?" Like, or, or not even, you know. But obviously, cares? obviously, being being a Yankee fan, AL East, I'm like, do I like seeing Baltimore in first place? No, but I'm like, Onyo, what a hell of a story, you know? This team, you're not. It's supposed to be Yankees, Red Sox, maybe Toronto. Orioles are in, in first place, man, and they're doing fantastic. And all of a sudden, this happens, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> forget the forget the I'm nice storyline. Like, I'm I hope tell they lose. You what? They started. In my opinion, their organization changed when they got this catcher, that Rutsch, Rutschen kid, kid oh, yeah. that they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. From when that guy started catching, when He's that so guy good. made his debut, he got to home. He turned around, he looked around, he took it all in, uh, and then he went deep. Like when he was first up, I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be." And bro, and ever since he's been in that mix, 
The team has changed completely. The, the Orioles being in first place kind of takes me back to when I was a little kid. Also. When they were playing here, Aggie, and the I used to go, go all the time with a, yeah, the concrete wall. Yep. Yes, man. <laughs> so, so funny, man. Hey, but that's the beautiful thing about baseball, man. Because anybody can win. Anybody. You know what I mean? Orioles, man. Orioles, man. Orioles, bro. And by the way, I'm a huge Yankee fan also. Yeah. Well, we're disappointed. Yeah. I yeah. just don't like Aaron Boone. Fuck Me the neither. Yankees. That's what we're, we're at the point of fuck the Yankees. Yeah. This has been the most disappointed. Fan. I'm so disappointed. Man. This is the most disappointed Look, I've ever been as a as a man. fan. It, I'm not. The not most happy. disappointed I've ever been as a fan has been this year. Yeah. And they seem like they don't care. They don't care. Which I'm is not. Crazy. I'm not seeing that Yankee. The, the, the other day, the other day, Giancarlo Stanton was jogging home. Jogging. He got thrown out. Jogging. Yeah, bro. He was the stepping stepping home like nothing. Like if nothing. Diesel, bro. Diesel looks like a wall, but he's always hurt. Always hurt, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. About well, the tell Yankees. me what's up. Tell me. So, to, what so are your so, tell us? Tell so, us final um, thoughts. So, the final thoughts for for this fall season, which is one of, one of the, I, it's actually one of the more competitive ones. I get I get some more teams that are from different places come and play and stuff like that. So, um, we got that league meeting tonight. We got uh, we got to turn in those rosters, you know, which uh, Mike has already completed. Um, <laughs> got to turn in those calendars, you know. Um, the the fields yet have not been fixed at Grapeland, so don't expect any changes. You know, it's still the same same old same old in regards to what's going on with the batting cages and the fields. I'm I'm hoping that now during Christmas time they'll they'll make a change. I know there's a bid been put out to fix the field, so you know it's it's in it's in the works. Nice. Um, and, you know, all the teams are posted on the website. I posted the calendar up for the for the uh, season on the Instagram page, which I've never done. I've only given it to the coaches, but, you know, I wanted to give the parents a heads up of what of what it looks like, you know, you know, because somebody called me the other day about Labor Day weekend. And I said, no, we don't we don't play on Labor Day weekend. You know, so I posted the schedule up on the thing. Um, I also sent out I know Mike's not a huge fan of the of the uh, game changer. But I also I added a couple I added a couple different emails so that I can separate the the divisions, um, so that we can do the game changer because um, the, the kids like it. Yeah, absolutely. So we can do the all star game and stuff like that. He, I know Mike chose he picks which which uh, divisions he's going to do it, especially for the little guys. You know, you know we had kids hitting over a, you know the close to nine hundred or a thousand <laughs> season. But um, and what else? We need those uh, those NSAID. Yes. Numbers, which is the age verification, which is the, the issues that we were having a couple, two seasons ago with people falsifying all those documents. Um, so we've kind of, you know, eliminated that. Um, and nothing. I'm, I'm really hoping that the weather will cooperate and that uh, it'll be a, a smooth season. You know, going into the playoffs, I added a couple of tournaments um, that I'm going to be doing in Key West. Uh, we'll be there. We're already registered 70 and 11. You. By the way. We will be there. Funnest tournaments. Nice. Funnest tournament. We got our room block. It's, it's the Hilton. It really is a good time. I, I, I personally am not going to be there for the October one, but for the December one, I will be there. I'll be there in October. It's, it's going to be. It's it's a lot of fun. The, the, that's one of the best times I've had with my with my sons. It, it really is a good time. 
And before you go, because you mentioned something with the uh, you're with the, playing uh, in the tournament in his tournament next week. Yes, you're playing. Your six U Black is in the we'll, tournament. We'll, that'll we'll be your be first. will be your first taste. No, yeah, Absolutely. I got to confirm that one more team there and make sure that Perfect. everything's squared away, and cool. and we'll go from there. Let's do it. Yeah, awesome. But before we go, you know, you mentioned about the IDs and and the age, and you know, we were talking about your your son being born right there, or you know, me May first, and and that separation. So my my brother has a. My nephew, AJ, plays in, you know, the same team with Anderson, plays in, he's going to play 6U, great, great kid. Um, my brother took him the other day to some, like, you know, school thing, whatever, starts talking to somebody, um, and they said that the the guy was talking about his kid, that he plays this and that, and he's like, oh, you know, my, my kid's right at the cutoff, because the one thing I, I, I don't like is that whole thing, because, you know, I was hoping he would play, you know, like, right. What, what you know what and to me it's refreshing to see an id system that's gonna keep keep it legit you know whether you miss it by a day or whatever a the rules are the rules right what's what's the importance of keeping the integrity of that because you know it's not like when when i was growing up that i would see a kid on the other side and we're like Coño. <laughs> like that kid that kid is not you know 11. I, think that, I think that when we grew up I mean, I don't know. I think Mike. I don't know. If Mike played at the boys' club a lot or not. No, but we never. used to do eleven and twelve, thirteen and fourteen, and nine and ten. And you were kind of all mixed up, mixed up seven yeah. and eight. So now were. we're doing every single age. We're doing seven yep. U, eight U, nine U. Correct. Um, that May first cutoff has been there forever. Forever. Yep. You know, I want to say something about that cutoff, and and just like with any cutoff date, whether it's school, school, whether it's baseball. There's going to be a group of people Absolutely. that are going to benefit from it because the kids that are born May 1st, May 2nd, the kids that are born May, June, they're going to be a little <laughs> bigger, you know, a little older yeah. than the kids that turn, you know, March, April. Right. But there's always going to be a group that benefits. There's always going to be a group that gets screwed. There's got to be and a there's always going to be a group be a in the middle. Off. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, those April babies, got to grind it out. You just got to grind it out. It is what it is. You yep. know what I mean? No, we can't do nothing for you. We're not going to lie on a birth certificate. We're not going to do Hell none of no. that. But um, my son played. The best thing life. that they've done is absolutely is that age thing. It, it, it's been fantastic. If there was a way we can get the registration forms done on a yearly basis, that would be another home run. But what they've done with the ID thing, it's easy because parents pay now the three years. You don't got to wait. We're not going to worry about it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about it. And you know what I did, right? That's it. I eliminated him from it and I eliminated myself from it. So him and I are no longer responsible for what the parent does. Exactly. And it's a third party entity who's authenticating exactly. your age. Exactly. That's so awesome. I no longer get your document and turn it in. Now you turn in your own. So if you got busted, yep. Well, it's on you. It's on well, you. Well, in Diamond Dreams, it's on it, you. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be cut. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a parent in the program Shit. and you, you're going to falsify 100%. in those documents and the commissioner is going to approach me and, 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 and do that to me, embarrass me like that, you're going to get embarrassed. You're going to be cut. Don't lie, man. Your age is your age. Play your age. And we're going to wrap you know, up, but, you know, age. like we were, we were talking earlier about the relationships um, and, um, you know, it's like kind of like a, what shows was it? Like, you know, like Mr. Rogers would say something at the end, like a nice little PSA or whatever. This is like my PSA, right? So we were talking back about relationships and we were talking about the importance of, you know, the umpire and dude, life happens. You never know where you're going to see that person. One day you might go to the ER, something happened. You go in the nurse taking care of you, somebody that you 
cussed yeah, out at the park the the week before, <laughs> or or you go, coño, I I need this, you know, I I need a really, I need to get this this house, you know, oh coño, I love this house, let's go see it, coño, great, I take them, and all of a sudden, bro, like as white as this paper, my buyer's face, ah coño, you know, it said the I saw the I saw the seller, coño. I called him a bitch last week. <laughs> you know, like, wait, wait, what? You know what? You're not getting that house. Oh You're not God. getting that house, man. You know, and it, and look, I'm human. I I blow up. I I'm the first to admit. Sometimes, sometimes the temp, my temper gets the best of me, right? In different situations. But man, you don't know when you're going to see that, that person again. In what situation? At your kid's school, that your kid's teacher, the principal. You don't know, and because of a. Uh, you know, a little lapse of judgment. Yeah, I, you you yeah. don't know, man. And you don't know that other person's situation. You know, I, I, there's a lender that I've worked with. And on the side, you know, he goes and makes, I don't know, 40, 60 bucks to, to referee a soccer game. And he, and he tells me, like, what people call him. And, oh, how much did this people pay you? Dude, I, I get paid 40 bucks to do this. And because I want to, because I like it. To run up and down a soccer field for for 90 minutes for 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 nada to make a few the same thing with with me judging those fights for one of those fights i'm probably gonna make what a 100 200 bucks you know do i really care if this guy wins over the other guy no you know so so sometimes you know put stuff into perspective yes there's people that get that get nasty but you know what let let them do it, papelazo. Let them do it, papelazo. You know, like, yes, yeah, sometimes you want to, you like, you know, you know what, hey, you know, tra tranquilo, you know, um, Umberto, who's uh, Evans, that he told me that during that stupid two week, that, that it was like a crisis of getting gasoline, some lady cussed him out in front of his kids. And he told her, hey, senora, tengo un buen día. Yeah, <laughs> Bro, this lady was cussing him out in front of a, of, a, of a six and, and four-year-old. You know, perspective. calling him, you know, you name it. But have a little perspective. Th think think about things, you know, like you're you're a parent now, like you, you have kids, you know, you're, you're going to see these people at some point. At some point, life happens. <sighs> Baseball's a small world, man. Yes. You're going to run into the same people, man. And Miami's you know? small, so... You know what's undefeated? After you formal papelazo, how you feel like an idiot <laughs> two or three hours later. A hundred percent undefeated. You know, that, that's undefeated. You know what I mean? And one thing, umpires, umpires don't care if you win or lose, bro. They just want to play. They just want to do their game and get going, you know? want to get home to their but families. A couple things. Last, last thing for me. Be nice and tell them thank you once in a while, man. You could walk by these commissioners in the park. Every time I see your dad, I don't see him often. Hey, Juan, oh yeah, thank you. Thank these guys, man. Well, if you go to you know the tournaments I mean? in the summer, you'll see them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, uh, he was there the whole time. Yeah. But hey, Alex, thank awesome you once show, again, man. man. This is awesome. It was a, it was a long one, but it's hey. uh, full of information. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank man. you, man. All right. This has been episode 47, the Johnny Cueto episode. <laughs> <See> <laughs> Time to chase Miami up and in.